almost famous. Chill out, mom, I'm doing it my own way. I'm almost famous. I'll freak off yet, I'll make my money someday. Oh, yes. Yes. Keep it going. Keep it going. Don't fade away yet. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. Starting the new year off with some hype. A lot of new things. New year, you know, comes with, comes with the territory. We've got a brand new podcast, episode one. For the past three years, it was called Too Many Jams, and now it's called Almost Famous. It's a podcast about finding your dreams and following them. We're almost there. So, uh, listen, <clears throat> Too Many Jams. If if you're if you're just tuning in for the first time, you might be a loyal Too Many Jams listener and be like, "What what's going on? Almost famous? What is this new theme song? It's been the same for three years." Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yes, you're you're right. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome because things have changed and uh, a lot of things have changed. And I'm going to be honest, like in COVID, if start things are starting to get stale for me, and I was hitting I was hitting some some bad parts and. At some point, I talked about this in previous episodes, I just needed, I just need a fucking change. I need to pump some life back into this. And uh, did a lot of thinking, done a lot of discipline and a lot of grinding this last month. And I just realized that Almost Famous just felt right, you know? Um, and I'll explain why in a bit. But yeah, the, too many jams. It's still all there. All Every episode is still posted. It's at... Like I, I basically left all those seasons intact, but you know, a part of me was just kind of getting, it was just weird. Like every week as a 28 year old now having my podcast intro, the old podcast intro, if you, if you haven't listened to a previous episode was, you know, welcome to too many jams. It's a show, about all things 20 year old with help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences. We hope to shed some light on those issues that leave our age group lost and confused. I mean, that was great. And all when I was 25. Um, even 26, you know, it's still figuring it out. Season one was figuring it out. Season two, we realized, you know, we could, we could be rock stars if we wanted to. So we, we made a band and we started documenting, you know, making, we made a business to, to pay for the band. Um, we did a bunch of stuff and then season three, you know, I'm 27 turning 28 and I'm still a 20 year old figuring it out. And, uh, only recently, if you've been listening to the episodes, you've realized that I've just absolutely done a full 360 maybe even a 720 because it's kind of a little bit more rad maybe even a cork nine if you're an extreme sports athlete um i'm just a different person i almost feel like the old me died at some point during covid and i was reborn with this uh this new mentality but uh i just realized that me figuring it out was me deferring the inevitable it was me you know, talking about what's the right way to do it and trying to figure out the right way to do things when the truth of the matter is there's no right way. Uh, it's just, you start doing things and you figure it out as you go. And I was just avoiding the commitment of choosing the actual career I said I wanted. I was avoiding all that comes with it. I was, I was kind of afraid of success and you don't need, we don't need to get into all that because it's all in the previous episodes. So too many jams is all still there. This is still under the TMJ banner, 
but it's uh, it's my podcast now. It's Almost Famous. It's called Almost Famous because um, Robbie is uh, now not a host. He's just a guest. So it's it's uh, John Famous is the name of our band. That's why it's spelled F-A-M-O-S. And it's Almost Famous because, you know, it's, uh, it's half the equation here. And uh, <clears throat> it also just... It just made, it makes a lot more sense if I'm if I'm finally committing to a few things, it it consolidates the podcast to be more in line with my main goal. Before too many jams was great um, because I, honestly the podcast came before the band. The podcast too many jams was us trying to figure it out. What did we want to do? Then we made the band, and then we realized that we have a talent for it. We make some good songs, and that we could actually you know potentially become rock stars for a living. And, and then that's when the podcast kind of hit this like, you know, weird place where it was still really, really important to us, especially me, but the band was becoming the most important thing. Uh, and part of committing now to actually saying like, listen, I'm going to be a fucking rock star. I'm looking you dead in the the eyes camera. I'm going to be a fucking rock star, an entertainer of some sort. And this is me committing to it. And now when I want to have a podcast, it's completely clear what my main goal is. People go, oh, you, oh, almost famous. Whether I'm talking about it to someone or, or someone's telling it to a friend, it's in the name. They go, almost famous. What, like famous? No, it's a famous. It's the name of the host uh, band, actually. Um, it's really just this guy that is talking about becoming a rock star and like his whole journey. And he just has guests on to talk about, you know, their cool stuff and following dreams in general, just figuring life out. It's pretty cool. The band is inherently wrapped in there when I asked people to come on before it was like, Oh, you know, come on my podcast, too many jams. They're like, Oh, it's what, what is it about? And I say, Oh, it's, you know, it's just about figuring out life for your twenties. And that's still a great idea. And it's still really figuring life out is really what this is all about at the core. But, uh, now it's, you know, got that spin. It's like, Oh, it's called almost famous. Uh, it's named after my band, John famous. We just kind of talk about, following our dreams, figuring life out. And, uh, we talk to people that are following theirs and, uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty, pretty natural actually. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, it, I, I feel excited again. I made that, that intro song. If you watch the video on Instagram, uh, uh I made that, like a cool little hype video. I made a new logo. I'm just excited again. And if you're watching the video, uh, Oh fuck, do I have to rename the YouTube channel? I, there's a lot of work I probably have to do before I put this out today. That's why it's going to be normally I post on Tuesdays. So probably this is probably I, I'm recording this Wednesday morning, but it's probably going to come out Wednesday afternoon or evening. I got to make some decisions, but yeah. So the whole thing and part of me like accepting this new lifestyle of discipline and just whatever is, you know, this commitment and my commitment to being a process guy and not a perfectionist to being a guy who just chips away at things and, you know, just is a, more of a doer. And part of that is making choices like this. Like if I want to change the name, if I want to rebrand, if I want to do stuff, old me, old perfectionist me would think, Oh, too many jams is a great name. It really encompasses, you know, this and that. We already have like hundreds of listeners every episode all around the world. And I, I, I wouldn't want to, and then like you hear yourself talking about it. I'm like, you know, make a fucking mistake once in your life. Who cares? I'm sure all the hundreds of listeners that have been listening are very aware 
of the amount of, or, or very aware of me personally, they understand um, the, the journey. It's not like, whoa, rebranded. What am I listening? What am I listening to? And all the new listeners, this is now more in line with, you know, what I'm doing. I'll still reference too many jams all the time. You want to go back and, and dive into that three-year period of how you go from how you completely transform yourself um, and also all the cool guests we had on along the way. Like, yeah, dive into it. It's a journey. Um, it's a time capsule for me too. It's a bit of a, a journal. But yeah, part of being a doer is is making decisions and not worrying about just being present about the decision. I'll change the YouTube name, whatever. I'll do whatever. I made the podcast. I made a different intro. I liked, I loved the old intro. It was everyone's biggest compliment. Fuck it. Just like, just make choices. And as Robbie, as Robbie always says, um, he repeats his dad's quotes all the time. And he said this to me yesterday. I'm going to butcher it probably, but he's like, as my dad always says, there's no such thing as good decisions. There's only decisions and you make them good. So I'm just a process guy now. You'll see it. You'll see hopefully the results of that this year because we're almost there. As I said, we're almost famous and uh, welcome to episode one. Anyway, too many jams is going to be kind of like the parent company. Just the, like, you know, how NPR is a podcasting company that has a bunch of things under it. I, I didn't get rid of too many jams as like URL or like the, the host website we put it on. I'm just going to change like the name of this podcast to Almost Famous. And, you know, in the future down the line, I'm assuming I'm going to start gaining a lot more success this year with this podcast, with my new mentality. I'll uh, potentially, you know, open up to my old ideas of too many jams being in, an, in like an encompassing company where, you know, maybe friends with their own podcasts or their own bands or companies can start to like make content under that umbrella, like kind of like a collective. It's, it's something that I talked about with a friend of mine, Matt Tompkins, about doing and, and it's still there, but I kind of just have to start from basics here. Uh, and that's what I'm doing everywhere in my life. I'm doing it with the band, doing it with um, my living situation, my lifestyle. And the basics is just making the podcast align with what I want. And um, yeah, so so too many jams, that, that's kind of idea there. It's, it's still sticking around. And um, yeah, the, the song intro is completely, I was on my run yesterday morning. I get up early now and I go for a run. Great, great way to think like no, no music. I'm not really even exercising when I'm doing the run. It's not like I'm doing like hill sprints and like grinding, grinding it out. It's more just like I get up early and I get outside and I just start like, I just force gump it. Like I don't really have a destination. I just get out there and I start running and I keep a good pace and it's dark because it's the morning and no one's out there. It's like six, six fifteen, six twenty. There's no one really out there. And I just think, and I kind of like meditate and the, I made the decision yesterday. I, uh, that's why I missed a week of podcasting is I kind of gave myself a week to figure out what I want to do. Like what kind of routine am I going to have in this new house? We just moved out at the beginning of the year. Um, I forget that some people are new listeners. And, uh, so I kind of gave myself a week cause I didn't know if I'd continue the podcast and I didn't know if Rob would be a part of it. I didn't know a lot of things. I didn't know if I changed the name. I was just on this run yesterday and I was just thinking and 
you just get fired up when you're on a run. You just kind of dream it up. And I was like, yeah, almost famous. I just thought it through. I thought it from every angle just felt cool, felt right. And uh, I thought about the intro song. I was like, I want it to be, I want it to be fucking emo. I want it to be like, yeah, like frig off dad. I'm doing it my own way. And I, I, I just combined every like my chemical romance, like blink, uh, fallout boy vibe. And I just whipped that up yesterday. So it's not literally about my parents. Like my parents are completely supportive. <laughs> In fact, they're, uh, they're borderline, borderline enablers, but shout out to them for, for enabling me to also follow the dreams. But uh, yeah, I committed to it yesterday, whipped it up, did that cool promo video. It it really reminded me that like we have done a lot of dope shit. No matter how much I get on my case about not doing enough, it wasn't zero. We made some sick songs. We worked with some great people. The videos are unreal. You know, our, the the musicians and our and our band and the and the people I helped out with the our friends that helped out as musicians for the first song that we released. It was just. It was nice to reminisce and I just put all those clips in that promo video, but, uh, yeah, part of the new year, other than the new podcast and other than my incredibly long roots, cause the government has shut down hair salons. The, 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 does Doug Ford understand that dyed hair needs to be dyed every month and a half? You can't just lock me in. Like I'm, I, I look like a damn raccoon, but, um, <clears throat> part of the new year is the new crib. And it's fucking like, it's nice. I kind of feel like I'm in an Airbnb, a, a hotel. It's, it's really fucking nice. If any of you guys have been to our old place, you know, whether you've been guests in the pot or just friends coming over, it had a lot of heart, you know, spirit, but it was, uh, it's kind of raggedy. It was old. Uh, you know, we made it homey and, it really did its job, you know, kept us warm, kept us safe. We, we had a lot of shakers there, big parties because it was, you know, you know it, its own house and we could just really throw down with a backyard and we, we really made the most of it. But like, this is a whole different story. Um, we moved into like a big townhome. It's brand new and it's kind of like premium. Uh, we only really got this place because of COVID rent downturns. So they really reduced rent and they offered a rent discount this year where you get a couple months rent free as a part of, uh, you know, trying to entice tenants to come in here. So like we got like a really, like really premium place and everything works and every like, you know what I mean? Like the faucet is like one of those faucets that comes out and like has the nozzle, but then also... Um, like the flick on fireplace and, and natural gas line to the patio and the fridge makes ice and water and the thermostat is like straight up climate control. Like there's vents everywhere and there's separate thermoses even for the, the upper floors to like climate control them. It's fucked and it's just nice. Uh, but it's, it's, it didn't quite go to plan. And we're not fully moved in yet. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll take you through what happened. As I said, my coffee right now, <clears throat> right away. So 
we get the place jammed first. And uh, I'm the, I got two roommates, Robbie and Kevin. If you follow the podcast, you know Robbie was the old uh, co-host, also my old uh, bandmate and Johnny Famos. And uh, Kevin, producer Kev, longtime collaborator, great dude. We're all, uh, and we had Kristen. We used to live with um, my best friend Kristen as well. And uh, she uh, she moved out to live with her girlfriend, not lesbian, girl that is a friend. And uh, so as the three of us are living here. I moved out uh, from living at my parents' house for a two-month interlude first. Jan 3rd, I think I moved in and the place was empty. It was beautiful. It was a clean canvas. I'd just come off a month of like self-discovery, reading like really important books on change and kind of like laying out my thoughts and just living a, a discipline and like new lifestyle. And I finally get into the place, fresh start. And the, the, the day I'm moving in my stuff, I'm playing music out of like a TV sound bar that I just put up. Not very loud. I'm going to be honest, like at a very reasonable volume. And I get a knock on the door at like 6.30. Neighbor. Noise complaint. And I, I kind of like, I was crushed. I was immediately discouraged. Uh, it was all the steam, all the energy I had. Because if I was playing it really loud, I would have been like, oh, oh, like obviously I'll turn it down. But like, it was at a very moderate volume. And I was like, shit, these walls are paper thin. It's uh, like, this is going to be a nightmare year. Uh, it, like, I'm, there's no way, I, like all my plans for making a, a home studio and a home gym in the basement or in the, in the garage, like there's no way I can do it. I can't even listen to music. And I told the neighbor, I was like, I don't think I even had the soundbar as loud as it would be when, I, when I'd be watching TV. I, I was like, how loud is it? And she's like, it's just more like reverberating and, and like I can hear the bass and, and I was just like, I was, I was fucking rattled. And, uh, the, so the rest of the day moving in, I kind of, I, I was paranoid. I, I felt like I was walking on eggshells. The, it's a townhome. So there's a neighbor on the left. There's a neighbor on the right. The place is thin and long. So like even my bedroom both walls technically on the other side of my bedroom where I, I want to build the studio, like they're right there and they sleep right there. And I was like, fuck, if they can hear everything, I was just like, I was actually rattled and I had a bad couple days and to boot, um, the day I moved in, I had a, you know, a little date night. And, uh, obviously I wanted to play a little, like you can't sit in silence. I wanted to play a little music and, um, you know, so we're sitting there and, and, uh, you know, I'm seeing this girl. So like, you're going to go up to the bedroom and I was worried about noise and they're like, I, I just, it honestly kind of just, I was so rattled and I get an email the next day from the company that manages the house. And they said, or, or I think it was two days later, but regardless, they're like noise, like official noise complaint. And they said, you know, just be careful. All this shit. I was just rattled. And I thought about it, like I was playing music at 6.30 p.m. So I was thinking like, if I got an official noise complaint, I don't think it, would, it was the neighbor that knocked on the door. 
because they wouldn't email and then knock. They would just knock and say, turn it down, which I did right away. It was like, I was playing music for 30 minutes at six 30. It's not even, it's not even against the rules, um, for like general life. But I figured the other, the other neighbor is the one that complained. So I thought I was like, you know what? It must've been the noise from the bedroom when I was playing a little bit of music in my room, you know, when the, when the, the second half, you know, the sexy, sexy times. Uh, I I thought that there was a noise complaint from that. And like it, I was just fucking rattled, sad. And after I like, you think about it, this place is not cheap. It's expensive. And I, I, I we almost kind of, I based a lot of plans around being able to build a home studio and a home gym. And even Robbie and I uh, almost broke up the band because kind of like the price of this place and our financial situation, he felt that we should live at home for a while and figure finances first. And I said that I'd rather uh, move to Bolivia than move home and, and collect government assistance while I figure out money because I'm 28 and like we got to crush, get music out there. And like, I got to get my life going again and we could do it simultaneously. And we almost broke up over that. Um, so like I was really rattled. I thought I made a bad choice and we're going to be walking on eggshells, like three loud guys in a place. Um, so then things turned around. Okay. Well, I woke up a few days later and I just, I just got out of Mopeland, you little, you little bitch ass, like, just like, get, like, get, fuck off. Just get to work. Like, I realized after two days, I couldn't hear a thing. I couldn't hear my neighbors at all. One one of them has a dog too. And I'm like, I just, I just happened to not be able to hear them and they could hear me. I can't even hear them. Like I, I heard one, one time they were yelling at each other on the one side and I could barely, I mean, barely tell that they were yelling, not even what they were saying. I I could hear like a really, really muffled yell and a really muffled dog bark every now and then. And I'm like, you know what? If I can't hear them, it must've been some weird thing where like in my main room, when the place is completely empty, sound is really going to reverberate. And, and like, that makes a lot of sense. And I started looking into it and Googling it. And, and like, I came to the conclusion, this place is actually well built between the units. I can't fucking hear them at all. There's a train, like just down the street. I can barely hear it. Like it's really well insulated. The room, my room is really well insulated from the other units. I can't hear them at all. So I, I started to like, be like, you know, maybe it's not all that bad. Maybe it was just a unique freak occurrence. We have no furniture. The place is completely empty. It's, it's really narrow and there's a long staircase that goes up the the side of it where like sound just really travels up and down it so i started to like research solutions you know yeah i was like there's no bad decisions it's just decisions got to make it good so I, i i look at home soundproofing and how to make a home studio all the things i could do you know things i could um hang on the walls, curtains, uh, sound insulating panels, foam, what I could afford. And I I realized that like for under a thousand bucks, I could construct, if I really needed to, like say my walls were paper thin, I could construct 
in my bedroom, because my bedroom is an entire floor of the house. It's the, the master bedroom. And I did that on purpose so that I could have enough room to make a home studio and just put my bed literally in the one corner. Um, I was like, I could construct like an eight by 10 enclosed soundproof room. It wouldn't be a big deal. Like I found the materials. There's, there's tons of people that do stuff like this for under a thousand bucks. I could make a soundproof little studio. And if I had to do that, it would suck. You know, I couldn't make the amazing, like kind of whole room concept where it's kind of like a chill space and studio and like podcast, whatever. I would have this ugly kind of black soundproof like room. Uh, but I, I could make it work. And I just, you know, I, I picked it back up and I just got back to work, got back on my plan. I started setting up again and, and, uh, I, uh, I hear back from the landlord. I emailed back about the noise complaint and I was like, you know, I know you probably can't give me any details, but <laughs> I said, I was playing music at six thirty on Sunday. I was really trying to figure out if it was like sexy noises or music or like the, 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 after or like six thirty music that got called in, I and I was like, you know, like uh, like any any details, uh, you know, what what the complaint was, what time? I was like, I was playing music at six thirty when I moved in, and one neighbor told me to turn it down, and I did right away. And they got back and they said we can't give details, but it, it was music that was cited. So I was like, great, all right, like not segs noises, all right, good start. Um, but then get this, this is where the story gets crazy. As we're as we're moving in, so the my other roommates moved in the following weekend, and, and I've told them about this, and we're all kind of like just a little rattled by it. And as we're moving in, we get them all moved in. We uh, we pick up the couch. We have like you know this nice big couch that I'm sitting on in the living room. If you're watching the video, and the place is starting to already feel quieter and, and more sound absorbing. We're outside and the neighbor comes out to pick up a package as Robbie's parents are about to leave. And Robbie's parents recognize our neighbor and they do a double take. Our neighbor is Robbie's cousin. The craziest coincidence. We had no idea. He had no idea. He used to live um, downtown uh, in in like the East End, kind of like like St. Lawrence Market. He's the neighbor that um, works in kind of film and production. He's the one that lends us the dr- the drone and the lenses we use for our real estate photography. And uh, he full-blown lives next door. It was his girlfriend that came over and knocked when we were making too much noise. And we had no idea. And Ro- so Robbie comes out and starts talking to him. He- he's like shocked. I don't know if he's happy or sad about this news, by the way. I feel bad if he's now thinking, oh, fuck, because he knows that we <laughs> we have a band. And he's like, no. I don't know if he was like, no, or if he was psyched about it. But I know I was psyched about it. And uh, it was just a good sign. Like, I-, I-, I was like, this is a sign from the gods. Like, what are the odds? Six million people in Toronto. All the people that could be living next door in this unit and it's Robbie's cousin who's in film and media and like he's young and just a co- really cool nice guy. And I talked to him and I'm like, well, first of all, he's like, no way. He's like, dude, it was my girlfriend that came over. And, um, right away he was like, 
he apologized. He's like, listen, he's like, it wasn't really even that big a deal, but she was having a, a really tough day and uh, got some bad news and she, she just needed quiet. That's why she came over. And I was like, no, I was like, I apologize. I, I completely my fault, but like, how bad was it? And he's like, not that bad. And, he, and I'm like, have you really heard anything since? And he's like, no. I'm like, can you hear anything through the, the walls upstairs, like my bedroom, like any noises? And he's like, no, it's been fine. So I, I started to be like, yo, this is sick. Like when I'm building the home studio now, maybe I don't have to, if it's actually well insulated, I don't have to build this like cocoon. I can just put up general acoustic treatment all around the room to really reduce like sound transfer, but I can make it a full kind of studio vibe and I, he could be next door. Um, like I, I want to like start playing music at different levels and see what he can actually hear. So I can, I can know exactly whether or not I have to make a tighter cocoon or if I can, you know, hang materials around the room. So it was just like, it was like a huge, just a huge fucking relief. And I, I'm, I'm like back to buzzing because he can just text me. If he hears something, yo, that's too loud. Cool. And I know I'm not bothering the other neighbor if if he if he's like kind of like, oh man, I'm so I was so relieved, so radical. Um and uh yeah, it's just good vibes. Uh we'll do a we'll do normally I'll do the podcast in my room. And uh guests will obviously be a part of this podcast now that I'm not living at home. Um depending on these new lockdowns, they just keep fucking you. Like, they absolutely just keep fucking you. Like, I feel helpless. I feel like I'm actually in, in like, uh, like North Korea. Like, like, oh, here's something now you can't do again. And more, what more, what's, we'll just keep taking away stuff. And we know it doesn't really work, but, because everyone else is going to do their shit anyway. And it's like gun laws. It's like, they take away gun laws from law abiding people and then criminals just get guns anyway. And then the law abiding people just can't defend themselves. It's like these laws for COVID are, are it's basically just like for law abiding people to, to stay home. And then all the people that were going to go out and party and like break rules are just going to be out. And like, <laughs> so, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm not going to admit it live on here, but, uh, I know you can still have a few people over. I'm 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 probably gonna uh, start having guests, regardless. Um, but I'll start doing it in the room. I'll do a house tour, maybe in a couple episodes. I gotta show off the crib, but I gotta set up the studio. As I said, I'm gonna build a home gym uh, in the basement, and it's it's like a it's a really interesting house. Uh, the whole main floor is a garage, front to back. It's about like the house is about like, I don't know, 50 feet long. I don't really know, 40 feet. I can't really eyeball it, but it's like really long. And so, like, the garage is the entire length. And you could easily fit two cars in there, but if you only have one car, I was going to make the whole front and the roommates are down like a gym, like squat rack, pads, maybe a little. Um, the squat rack will obviously have like a bench press bar, like all the shit, like just like one little station that you'd find at your gym. And that way I can get yoked again. Very important. Um, and then main floor, uh, sorry, the first floor, which is like technically the second floor, uh, is the, the kitchen. It's a living room where I'm sitting. To my left is the TV. You know, we got this like big bay window. 
that's not true. It's not a bay window. I have no idea what a bay window is. It's a really tall window. It's like, it's like, it's got that like 15 foot ceiling vibe. It's very tall ceilings or maybe 12 foot. And, uh, then the floor above is two bedrooms, Robbie and Kevin's bathroom, laundry room. And, uh, they got, they both have nice rooms, really nice. Like there's no compromises here. And then the, the fourth floor, bit of a hike. I'm going to be honest. Also a lot of stairs. I fell down the stairs like this last weekend, uh, on for, right before the weekend, I fell down the stairs, nice, uh, nice slippery floors, but the top floor is all master bedroom. And it's really cool. Cause it's kind of, because we're uptown, you know, we're kind of uphill and because this is a, a tall house, it's taller than all the homes around and straight out the, the little balcony in my room, you can see the entire skyline. And uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a mood. It's kind of a vibe. It really fires me up at night. You know, I'm working at the computer. You look out there, you see the CN Tower and all the city skyline and you're just like, I'm going to fucking conquer the city. You wake up in the morning and you got like, the, it just, it's a cool vibe. I, I'm really digging it. And uh, it's not, uh, I know it's sounding like, uh, you know, one of the rooms is, you know, king of the castle. I got the whole floor. But part of, part of the way I sold it to the other roommates is a, I'm obviously paying a lot more. Um, but B I said that like, if you did it by square footage, none of us could really afford the rent difference because it's got its own ensuite. It's got a walk-in closet. It's like, it's for like, it's really for like a wealthy family to live in. And then like the, the rooms below would be either offices or like a kid's room in an office. Um, so it's, it really got that King of the Castle vibe. But the way I sold it to the roommates and the, the reason they're down for it is like, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to really nullify that. Like I'm, I tucked my, my bed is in the one corner, which makes like my actual like living area, technically the smallest bedroom in the house. Um, and it's like just tucked off to the side and I can do that. And I won't feel claustrophobic because I have a bigger closet. So I can actually put all my shit in the closet. Whereas like, you know, the smaller rooms you have, like, uh, you have to put up dressers and stuff to put all in all your stuff. Cause your closet's not quite big enough. Then, um, uh, and then I have like the big bathroom. So I don't really feel claustrophobic. And then the entire like front half of the house is all going to be studio. I'm going to set it up with a couch with like the permanent kind of like studio desk. As I said, the soundproofing, all the guitars from Robbie, like I'm going to store and and make like this, this really functional space so that I don't need to podcast in the living room. Um, Robbie can keep a lot of his extra music stuff in there. Uh, and it, it, it would be like, as if instead of me having a big bedroom, we moved into a place where all our bedrooms were kind of more even and there was an extra room in the house that we turned into a studio and they were down with that. Like it, it really does nullify, like it's still cool to have in your bedroom, but, um, and I, you know, I do, I do pay more for it, but they were down with the vibe, like with the energy of just having that like, like creative space. Cause Kevin, you know, Kevin loves helping out in those projects and Robbie obviously benefits from me, you know, being, uh, I'm more of the, the home kind of producer. I'm more of like the guy who, sits on the computer and does like the editing and, and he's more of like the raw musician. Um, so he's down for me to have like the space to, 
to really create. And like, that's where I made like this intro song and, and whipped up that, that new logo and, and just kind of have a vibe and, and, uh, so it's going to be cool. Like we're going to decorate it. We're going to make this like a COVID bunker regardless of lockdowns. I'll be able to get my pump on in the, in the main floor, go for a run around the area. It's got a really nice uphill between here and St. Clair, beautiful neighborhood too. And, uh, then I'll come home and I'll just fucking every single day of my life this month, this year, just work hard. Cause I don't, have a job. I'm self-employed. Every like I got to make rent every single month. Whereas uh, I applaud my roommates for what they did. They went out and they both got three month contracts to just make sure that they had, you know, their finances covered. I have like this fat amount of rent uh, owing and I'm self-employed. So like my days are going to be selling my, uh, my real estate photography services to, to make cash I'm um, working with my jewelry business to try to, uh, cause I still, you know, I make money off that monthly, but I want to increase the amount of, I, we need to grow that company to, to, to grow my, my share of the earnings. And, uh, then I can turn around and use all my other time for, for making music mostly. And, uh, for the podcast, you know, one day of one day of the week. So it's a, uh, it, yeah, it's a grind and, uh, just eating healthy and enjoying the company it's, it's, it's going to be sick. And uh, speaking of not having a place, I got some funny stories. Now we're in the back nine of this podcast. I'll get into the stories. It's been, it, thanks. You know, if you're here and you're queer, uh, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around even through, you know, the, the start of this next journey. Uh, let me know what you think about it. Uh, I'll figure, I said, again, I still have to figure out what I'm going to, uh, wherever I post, Wherever you're listening to this, um, check my personal uh, or my band. So my personal is Trav Mandu on Instagram. My band is Johnny Famous uh, on on Instagram. I'll I'll have posted about this episode there, and it'll have like the links to the video or like where to find everything. Because I I honestly I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna post like podcast stuff to the band page or make a new page. I think the band page because we just need content on it. And now that it's called almost famous, I can do that. And it's not too far off part of the, the consolidation. I might, I might, I don't know where to post the videos. I got to figure all that out, but I'm just going to make a choice. Uh, but yeah, speaking of lockdown and, and not having a place. So got a funny story. Uh, when I was living at home, my buddy still wanted to chill, you know, the odd, just the odd, five or six of the core buddies need to get a beer. We're all quarantining. We're all in the same circle. Um, we need to get a beer every once in a while. Maybe, uh, you know, they need to light up a dube and, uh, watch some, watch some sports or watch a UFC fight. We get, uh, we got my buddies that kind of, they all have girlfriends and I don't know if all their girlfriends are sketch about COVID, but like, or they just like don't want the lads over because of rules, but like, they just don't want the lads over. And I was the only, I was the only guy who, well, at the time when I did have a girlfriend, um, didn't give, she didn't give a fuck. She didn't live with me. And, uh, now obviously, um, you know, at this new pad, same deal. But when I was living at home, like my parents, I couldn't have the boys over. So my one buddy, he's living at his parents' house. I won't, I won't drop names, but he's living at his parents' house in Barbados. And he's just been living there for a few months. 
And so he's got a condo here and he's like, guys, just use it. I don't care. Like I'm paying rent. You might as well, if the boys are going to link up, just like link up in my pad. So used it a couple times. Yeah. Respectful, kept it clean, cleaned up and, um, enjoyed the, the thing. He messages us months later. Like this is like maybe a, we haven't been there in like a month and a half and he messages us like last week. And he goes, my parents are, my parents and my sister are coming to Toronto. They don't have a place in Toronto. Um, his parents, um, they're coming to Toronto to stay a couple nights before they fly down to Barbados and they're going to stay at my place. Like, did you guys leave it in good condition? And I thought back, I'm like, yeah, like I remember cleaning it. We, we obviously wouldn't disrespect it. And then all the guys were like, yep, no one, I guess no one remembered that one of us when we were drunk, it wasn't me. Um, but, uh, one of my other buddies left a note, <laughs> like as a joke, thinking that the next person in there, cause my buddy was supposed to come home from Barbados for the holidays and they ended up not doing it. So we didn't realize this joke would go on so long. They left a, a half smoked joint with weed scattered around on a note that said, thanks for the fuck shack, dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> And his mom, his mom gets in this, after he just asked us, he's like, is the unit good? My mom's going to be there. We're like, yep, it's all good. His mom gets in there, sees the note, obviously hasn't seen the other guys, has no idea that this is like, doesn't get the joke. She just thinks like there's a vulgar note left in some weed that his friends are just degenerates. And they said, thanks for the fuck shack. Dirty Mike and the boys. She's mortified. Anyway, so luckily his sister, his sister was there too and cleared it up. It was like, mom, it's a joke. It's from a movie. Like, relax. It wasn't actually a fox shack. <laughs> and, and cleared that up. But uh, yeah, luckily, luckily I got my own fox shack. So um, don't have to worry about that anymore. I've absolutely just spilled coffee in my lap. Mm-hmm. Yep. No biggie. That's what I do. Just take care of that there. Um, so my same buddy that's, uh, that's down, down in Barbados, he was telling me, and the guy's been living in paradise. Like we're, we're sitting up here in stage 10 purge lockdown, cold, gray Toronto. You can't do a thing. Um, you know, ski hills closing, everything else that, you know, whatever you could think of to do. Oh, maybe we'll go to the rehearsal factory with the band and just jam and keep our masks on. Nope, close. Um, you know, you undercook fish straight to jail. Overcooked chicken, jail. You uh, go too fast on the roads, believe it or not, also jail. It feels like a, it feels like a dictatorship, like a joke. Um, Barbados, not the case. The island had no cases. It had a strict kind of like entrance and exit or entrance policy where, uh, you know, they were confident that they could control COVID. So it was open, open for business. You could like, everything was open. My buddy's golfing, working, going to bars, (laughs) hang with friends. And it's not even like when you see people posting about doing that here or the States, you're kind of like, Ooh, like they're breaking that. You're naughty, naughty. You're breaking the rules. Naughty, naughty. And, uh, but in Barbados, it's like allowed, um, it's just open. So that's why he obviously didn't leave. Like, what are you going to come back to your, 
your little condo in Toronto locked inside with like, anyway, it's like a joke here. Um, so he, um, he stayed down there through the holidays and this last week, some fucking idiot, uh, British, British tourists, they didn't want to, they didn't want, they, they booked a week vacation in, in Barbados. They didn't want to follow like the three or four day, uh, quarantine protocol. Uh, then don't book a trip, to, a week long trip. You, you fucking idiot. If you, if you, if you're going to go to Barbados, it, you know, they have the quarantine book longer or do the quarantine. Like anyway, these fucking fucking idiots. Like if you, if you think about, if you hear what they did, you're going to be, um, you're going to be angry too, even though you're not there. They, the quarantine protocol is, I think you get tested. And then once you get a negative test, you can fly down. And then when you land, you have to quarantine immediately at a hotel or if you have a place like an Airbnb or, um, or I think you need to be the owner. I don't know if, if it's not a hotel, you stay at the hotel, you can't leave, you know, you get room service and they have like packages to like take care of you. You, I think you need to get a test when you land and maybe one more test. So it's like two or three days, but till you get results. And then you're good to go. Very straightforward and really not that bad. Like two or three days, um, you get your test back and you're good to go. The uh, These tourists didn't want to wait. They land. They don't want to wait f- for the, the results. They go out. They go to the restaurants. They go to the clubs. They go about their vacation. And they infect the whole fucking island. They, 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 they super spread it. They were called super spreaders. They gave it to so many people because nobody was following protocols. Um, obviously, they... Well, because there, there was no protocols. So the only people that broke the protocols were these tourists. And uh, they gave it to, like, they gave it to everybody. Um, the friends of my buddy who's down there uh, had COVID, got COVID from them, and went to events that my buddy was at. Luckily, he didn't get COVID. Um, but, like, it, like, that's how quickly it spread around the small, tiny tiny densely populated island. So COVID like would be a nightmare there. Now it's now they have a now they have a pandemic. So um if you watch Love Island and I don't know if it was the same people. I haven't got the full story. It, it, apparently you can google it. Um he said to google it, but I don't know if it was the same couple of people that did it, but a couple from Love Island went to Barbados and their protocol now that they have such a pandemic is if you, if you test positive for COVID, you can't stay. They don't trust anyone to stay at hotels or at their places. They pick you up and they take you to the military base on the Island. So it's basically like they put you in fucking straight through jail. They put you in jail. So like it's, it's a much bigger deal before if you test a positive, you could just stay in your hotel or house in paradise. So it's not that big a deal. Now they take you to straight to jail. Uh, so this couple from Love Island got there, got COVID or tested positive. I don't know if, I don't know if they flew with it or if they, they got it there, they tested positive and they didn't want to go to the, the gulag basically. So they, knowing they had COVID, they get their positive test and the government goes, okay, we're going to pick you up. Like we're going to send someone by to pick you up, take you. They snuck out tried to go to the airport and tried to fly home with COVID, tried to get on the plane, tried to be in the airport. Like, don't you just kind of want to like knock them out? 
you know, don't you just get like a little bit of an urge to like, just like literally lay them out. Like, and I mean like nose broke or like jaw broke kind of layout, just like a, like a smarten up. You look, look, look at what's happening around you. Like how, how in your own, how, how selfish could you, could one person be? Anyway, it just rattles me. I'm not even there. And I don't even agree with most of the restrictions. I, I just think that like the, 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 ba- the bare minimum can be followed where if you have this infectious disease, maybe you don't go to the airport. You fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, I think they, uh, so they got arrested at the airport. The guard that arrested them got COVID from them. I think they, they are, they're facing some obviously either fines or criminal action. Um, look it up. It's kind of, kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a bit of a story that, uh, that boggles my mind. And I'm sure, I'm sure that they are the, like, as I said, people like them, same with like the gun control thing, they exist everywhere. They, they exist in Toronto and the States. It's like, that's why no matter what protocols you can put in place, like I, I hate to say it, but, uh, these lockdowns won't, won't work they'll maybe reduce but they won't get rid of it so it, it's probably just gonna reduce and prolong reduce and prolong um but again i i'm not saying don't do the shit i'm just saying uh it sucks <laughs> uh next thing um i gotta give an extra special shout out this episode and and um there is a uh, longtime listener, guy who uh, grew up in my neighborhood with me, went to middle school together, really legendary dude, Tevin Bell, and his girlfriend, Emily. Really should know your last name by now. I'm um, really sorry, Emily. Uh, they, they listen to the podcast, and they just had a baby. So huge news. Shout out to them. I know they listen. They'll catch us eventually or, or one of the listeners will, will give them a, a shout. He reaches out frequently. Um, you know, if he's heard something on the pod or, or just being supportive of the music and whatever. And I really wanted, I, like they're in New York. Um, so we haven't been able to coordinate getting them on the pod because they're both super interesting, super, super interesting people. And I won't spoil it too much because... Um, you know, one day I will be able to get them on, whether in person or virtually, especially now that they're parents. Um, but they, they brought in a, a beautiful baby, Rafa Cash Bell. And uh, so funny. So he texted me, he texted me the other day. I knew, I knew that Emily was pregnant. Didn't know how far along. And I also didn't realize they were still in New York. Um, they live there and I know that she, she works there, but because of work from home and the fact that Tevin's Canadian, uh, I figured for some reason I thought he was home. I thought he just came home with her, you know, to be maybe like be, be around his fam. And, uh, <clears throat> so I get a message from him. He's in the hospital and his wife was getting, or it's not wife. Uh, Emily was getting, um, contractions. So they went to the hospital and the baby wasn't coming. So, and the doctor was like, oh, like we want you, you know, we think you should go home. You should get out of there. And they like, they really strongly felt like they should stay. And like, they were kind of like fighting it. They're like, we're not leaving. Like we're not leaving. 
And obviously he listens, you know, he's, he listens to her music. And at the beginning, of one of our songs, mid twenties, the intro line is like, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. And I guess they were just like psyching themselves up in the hospital and they were just playing the song. And like, they were like, when the, when the medical person would come in and, you know, they'd like flick it on. I'm like, I'm not fucking leaving. And, uh, I guess it just psyched them up. And I'm happy to have a happy day. I could be a part of in the tiniest little way, a part of, uh, helping you guys out there. And they listen to that and DJ Khaled for, uh, to help her through her, you know, breathing and, and pushing when it finally came to it. And they just, that's how you, that's how you birth a baby, by the way. That's how you do it. Like you just, you listen to Khaled, DJ Khaled and, and your boys fucking hype up band and you just make a baby child, a life. I love it. Uh, so that he sent that message. He told me that story. Um, and I was like, I was responding and I, and I was like, that's obviously hilarious. And, and I said, listen, if there's, I thought they were in Canada, such an idiot. I'm like, if there's anything you need, you know, I got a car, any, anything you need at the hospital, I'll, I'll drop it off. Or if you need me to do anything while you're in the hospital for you, like I'm happy to help. And he's like, he's like, Oh, like, uh, yeah, I'm in New York. And I was like, right, true. Absolutely. My bad. It's <laughs> like, I'm, I'll still do it. Um, no, I have such an idiot. I totally forgot. And I also, I'm such an idiot too. Like, I don't, I don't know if they did a gender reveal or I don't know the sex of the baby. Um, so text me, Tevin, if you're listening, uh, so I can give Rafa, I mean, I guess, you know, it's 2021. Rafa can choose. It's just a genderless, beautiful little baby child. Um, it could be whatever. Uh, but I had to give a special shout out to you too. You're extraordinary people. And that kid is going to have an extraordinary life uh, at some point when, um, when you're settled, maybe through the pandemic, um, we'll be able to, uh, share a bit of both your stories. Cause it's, uh, it's really cool. And, uh, to the final note before I wrap it up, cause it's been an hour is, uh, if any good thing has come out of quarantine is I used to, I used to really like not like small talk, <laughs> you know, try to avoid, it sounds stupid because I love all my family, my extended family, but you know, you know how it is. It's just like you try to avoid like the chat with like the, 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 the service technician that comes in or, you know, when, when the, the family's talking to like their, like family friends, you don't want to hop on, you're doing your stuff or your, your extended family's on the line. Like you want to say hi, but it's just like the small talk and catching up. Like I'd rather do that stuff in person. And it's, it's just kind of like a real selfish like thing or, or, or small talk with strangers in COVID because of social isolation. I, I've gotten to enjoy that again. And when the family calls, you know, I want to hop on there and I'm like, what's up? Like, I miss you. And when I was doing all the, the, I'm doing a lot of buying and selling off Kijiji cause I'm selling some of my stuff and I bought the snowmobiles while I was interacting with these, these other people. I just remembered that, uh, I, I just like really enjoyed talking with these strangers. I really enjoyed just like, I don't know, just shooting the shit. And I think they did too. You know, you had to go, you had to drive out to, you know, just outside of uh, Coburg or Kitchener and you're talking to some stranger 
and you're shooting the shit. Like, oh, what do you do for work? Like, how are things going? And I, I, I kind of, I'm just enjoying the little things again. I, I miss small talk. I miss, uh, I miss, I actually miss meeting new people and uh, kind of a cool, a cool thing to appreciate during COVID. Uh, but I appreciate you. I appreciate the listeners. This year is going to be different and I mean it. And I think, I think you can tell that it's going to be a little different too. Uh, but that's episode one, almost famous. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Later. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. This sick, strange darkness comes creeping on so haunting every time. And as I stared, I counted the webs from all the spiders. Catching things and eating their insides. Like indecision to call you. And hear your voice of trees on Will you come home and stop this pain tonight? Stop this pain tonight Don't waste your time on me